Hello and welcome to the podcast, We Are Selling. My name's Lee Woodward, appearing on behalf of Realtair. Realtair is the platform of choice that allows you to pitch, sign and sell real estate. As we discuss the vendor management challenge, what's going on around the country, everyone is now ringing in and wanting to know, what can we do in the area of vendor management? They're not listening, I need a better plan, and that gives us our topic and tip of the day, Plan D. And to help me out is Mr. Chris Henry from River Realty in New South Wales. Chris, welcome to the program. Great, Lee. It's good to be here. Chris, you guys have just had an amazing run, and we might share that first. How many appraisals did the team did the team achieve last month? 135 appraisals for the month. And your target was? 100. We set a target of around 100 to 125, but the entire six months of this year, we haven't hit that target. This is the first month that we've been able to really achieve that target and beyond, but it took some reframing of our strategy. It took an entire team to collaborate in the words that we use and how we actually engage with our clients because how we were doing it a year to two years ago is just not relevant and just not working. And Chris, 57 listings came in from the campaign? Yeah, it's a very strong listing month and um, and we're also able to um, get a very strong sales month together as well off the back of that. And what was the number of sales for the month? Uh, 30 sales for the month. And, and just for our listeners in the UK, NZ, the States, here in Australia, what's the total sales team size? Because you're running a blend of EBUs and team. Well, actually, it's all teams now. There's no solo agents. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We're all collaborating in smaller teams, um, but overarching, everybody has access to the entire stock sheet. So it doesn't matter what team everyone sits in, we all still collaborate on buyers and sellers and have access to the entire stock sheet that is available. Excellent. And within that structure, you're obviously getting the results, but with the owners that you're bringing on right now, there must be a very, very interesting moment about who you will take on and who you won't. And that's where you and I were chatting off air today about Plan D. What is the selection process and what are you doing there? So the selection process really comes into an open, deep discussion. So spending a little more time in the appraisal arena is really important because you've got to get past the surface conversation. And the surface conversation comes if you've only got a half an hour to spare, you're breezing over your your listing presentation, you really haven't identified or broken down the relationship to a point where they're prepared to open up to you. So where we've changed in that regard is making sure we allocate an hour to an hour and a half absolute minimum for the appraisal process so you can take a deeper dive into a conversation. Whereas I used to walk into the lounge room and, and jump straight into a tour, I am now walking into a, a home and, and going to sit down with the client first. There's no point having a look at the home unless I know what the situation is because you, you, you can then frame where you head from there. There might not be a reason to actually do a house tour once you actually get into the nitty-gritty of what we can do to help them. Now, 
a conversation in the lounge room can, can head in two different ways. It can head in the property tour um, direction from there or it can completely shift a different direction if you get into a deep personal conversation. And, Chris, what are you doing to extract or get to the truth of the owner that they should be on the market versus they thought they could just go on the market and see how it goes, use your resources, and if it doesn't get a result, it didn't really matter? So we frame that in the um, conversation of letting them know that the market has changed, letting them know that um, the situation is that our plan A, plan B or plan D may not get us sold. So letting them know straight up front there will be multiple plans that will be laid out in front of them uh, in order to get the property sold and them transitioning off to their next destination. So from the very get-go, you're letting them know that we are going to give their plan A a chance and we are going to strategize for the best possible result, but letting them also know up front that there's a very, very high chance that plan A is not going to get them there. Plan B probably won't get them there either. Plan C, you're still going to have some challenges, but it's by the time you're getting to plan D and plan E, that's when we've got the results coming through. But Chris, what a great moment that the conversation is letting them know those first couple of plans could, may, possibly not happen, but you're still giving them the chance because... You know, you can get a plan A result still. Uh, it, it's not saying it's not available, but if we look at the total amount of numbers, you need to know up front and for us to be prepared to take this on as well, that we could be looking at plan D. You've also been doing something else that everyone's talking about, and we did it on the show about four or five weeks ago, which is called the commitment fee. And you're using the sale funder system. Take us into that. What are you doing there? Well, property preparation is always, you know, the number one reason for an owner to extract the full value out of their property. So property preparation becomes seriously important. And when cash flow is tight, you need other resources to pull on in order to prepare the property. So Sale Funder has um, been an amazing um, resource that we've been able to tap into. And we've been utilising that um, sale funder process in order to get the property painted, get the landscaping done, get maybe some electrical work done. Just make sure that we bring the best possible property to the market we can um, and utilising funds as part of the sale process that isn't really taking a strain on the um, on the cash flow of our vendors. So... It's, it's a really important part of the process to, to um, offer that service in order to not only get your marketing paid for, but get the property improvements covered throughout the preparation phase. And it is seriously important to ensure that the properties aren't falling onto the market, um, especially when the buyer pool is smaller. If you really want to help your owner compete, then it's about bringing the best possible product to the market uh, in order to, you know, win win the heart or the, the, the mind of the buyer out there. Chris, I think this is such a valuable topic. And obviously, I keep a very, very close eye on your business and what you guys are doing. And you've really had to work harder than ever now. And I also like how, you know, in, even in, in using something like Sale Funder, you're actually using that to pay the rent of these properties to get the tenant out because we're not going to get a, another chance at, at a crack at the marketplace 
And as we know, the longer it's on the market, the less people expect to pay. But you guys have taken that very, very seriously where the competitors would have just taken it on and you guys are actually, no, we're not prepared to take that on. How's it been standing your ground to get the Plan D understanding from the owner versus them just thinking it's going to be easy? Look, it's, um, it is a challenge and, and we're not going to sugarcoat and say that it's not. You know, we want to win listings. We don't want to lose listings, but there's a, there's a balancing act between making sure you're representing the right homeowner who's comfortable with your advice and prepared to move forward on it. There's seriously no point in moving forward with a homeowner that rejects every suggestion you've got and makes it really difficult for you to do your job. So if you've got that alignment up front, you know you can work on those several plans through to success. But if you can't align from the very get-go, I think there's a respectful moment of just, um, it's not failing, it's just concedingly, and, and, and you're one big advocate for this, this particular situation, is just concede to the situation that it's not the right way to move forward. And... Um, and respectfully move move on to a different direction. But if they're prepared to take on your advice and you're project managing them through the process, um, there is going to be a great result. We, we've tracked some of the numbers from the properties that weren't prepared very well or they were brought to the market with a tenant in place and they've, it's been about a 20% adjustment to the eventual sale price on the property, which is absolutely massive. You know, because the property is still in live mode when the tenant's still in there. The property hasn't been prepped or prepared. It's not looking attractive. The days on market blows out. So the longer someone, you know, sees this property sitting on the market, the less they expect to pay straight up. And uh, it creates all these sorts of challenges. So if you've got a product that uh, enables you to move the tenant into a different property, the home then comes into sell mode rather than, being trapped in live mode, you can cover the rent for the owner throughout the process, get the painting, tidy up the carpets and make sure that the property is either staged or softly styled in, in a, um, a better way, then the property is always going to have such a better look to the marketplace. You won't have access issues, uh, which can be challenging at times to get buyers through open for inspections. All of those sort of things evaporate if you sometimes take your time in bringing it to the market rather than rushing it to the market. Chris, couldn't agree more. And just for our listeners around the world, what is the average sale price for you at the moment? And and I think you're running a team of four. So you've got three leverage agents and you're the lead agent. But firstly, what is the average sale price for you at the moment? Well, the average sale price has come back. Um, It was sitting uh, just over the million. It's now at 950. And... That's where we get back to the fee discussion as well that I'm having with my agents. It's important that they secure the right fees because we are holding the properties for a lot longer and the prices have come back around 15% in our area. And so that, that, in, that fee discussion, arrangement discussion, business discussion and strategy discussion becomes really important up front. Yeah, and that's last week's tip, do all the numbers all together. And, Chris, fees, what sort of fees are you getting in the area now? There's fees between the 2 to 2.5%, depending on what work we're doing in the property, whether it's just a, a full um, 
uh, campaign where we're project managing it all the way through. That's on a slightly higher fee versus the property's already prepped and ready to go and the owners put a lot of effort into to preparing those homes. And we see some of our owners go to a huge effort of getting the preparation done before we even arrive. And you're an area that is a beautiful area, but it's an area that is also asset-rich, cash-poor. Uh, like many parts of Australia right now, the cost of living has gone through the roof. So I think a lot of listeners listening to this right now think, oh, my owners wouldn't do that. Well, depends on how it's delivered, but this is where the commitment fee kicks in. But just as a guide, what's the average spend that people are, are spending with sale funder? It's around fifteen. It's around fifteen to twenty thousand if they've got work to do to the property. So properties that we're bringing to the market that may be between that sort of ten to fifteen years old, they're a little bit family tired and they do need a freshen up, and that is the critical moment to um, to reinvest back into that that property and bring it to the market in the right way in order to maximise your profits. Now, for people that have been in their homes for around that 15 to 20 years, you know, a lot of them have done things over the, the years, but they haven't prepped for a sale. And so prepping for a sale is a really important process. If you've had a rented property for five to ten years, it, it certainly will be showing some some areas of tiredness and it will require that capital reinvestment in order to extract the profit out of it. So most of our owners, when you explain it correctly, will definitely uh, follow your advice on bringing that property to market in the, in the right way. Chris, absolutely great information and you guys are sticking to that process. You're repeating that performance which is strengthening the conversation that the listing conversation you're having is not we're number one in the area, we're the best. It's actually you've picked a very difficult time to come onto the marketplace. This is how we can get you through it. Plan D is definitely going to need to be engaged. This is what we need, the tools of trade to get the property to the marketplace. Then when it's on the market, because days on market's blown out, what's the days on market for you now? Um, 77 days. Uh, I'm in the lifestyle section of the marketplace, so I look after a lot of your lifestyle, rural acreage and um, and higher end for the Maitland area. So that was tracking at around 16 days during the, the boom period. So it's a big adjustment to move to a 77-day on market average. Um, there is still some of your plan A sales going through, and you did mention that before. It's not to say that those results aren't there. Um, and nothing happens by chance. It's got to be planned, but you also need to have your additional plans in place because the plan A um, success now is is very minimal in comparison to the plan D success, and that's really where the, um, the additional days on market, the reporting needs to be improved. We've got to make sure that our owners are well informed of, of uh the buyer feedback and the adjustments that need to take place in order to get them moving because most homeowners, like, they, they don't want the property anymore. It's not about you standing your ground on a price. It's it's the fact that your owner really wants to move on and it's your job to guide them through the process. If they're, they're discounting their property sale, no doubt they're going to be purchasing at a better price as well. So it's that whole transition price point discussion, not just 
what they're potentially losing from the sale of their property. And Chris, stock on hand, how many, how many are you carrying at the moment? Uh, I think in the business at the moment, throughout all of the, um, the sales team, there's around 85 listings with around 90 in the pending that are coming to market. So stock levels are strong. Um, the quality of the property is good and the teams are really busy out there in the prep phase at the moment. And Chris, you've got quite a young team. Like you've really trained your own, brought them through the ranks and built them up from cadet to leverage agent one, two and three. What's been the biggest change in this market that you've had to coach back into and how it's affected culture? I think that the, the teamwork um, has always been a strong point for River. I think spending more time in the leadership team has spent more time on um, being together as a team, working together as a team to really improve that culture piece. We've constantly reviewed the culture. We're constantly putting on team events um, and leaving the door open for discussion around what the challenges are and jumping in there as a team to, to solve the problems because culture in these sort of um, environments is really required to be strong because when those results aren't coming through daily, everyone's working harder for the sale, everyone's involved in a lot more emotional conversations, everybody's really working longer hours. You know, you've got to really manage that exhaustion and make sure that the team are well supported in their their downtime as well. You know, it's really important that they have their downtime, they have their their um their timeouts to re-energize because they're a better agent and they're a better team member when they're a bit fresher. I think the days of promoting these, you know, five AM in the morning to, you know, ten PM finishes, I think that, that work year out is, is done. You've really got to ensure that your team members are um, are fresh, are well supported, and making sure that they're um, they're in good shape. Yeah, and one great thing in observing your team, and we're very fortunate, you all were at the complete salesperson course, Hunter, which had a massive turnout for your region, and obviously the Hunter Valley's a, a stunning area, and the agents were feeling that pressure of that extension of market and. I think as a solo, you really feel it, whereas in a team-based business like that, you've all got to dig in. Yeah, I think the entire team has to um, step up, and they do. They do. They get behind the, the team's culture. They get behind each other, and um, they really support each other. And I think, you know, everyone's dealing in a tougher environment right now, and we've all had to adjust our process, our mindsets. Um, but I've never seen my team lean into that the support of the management team so much as what we're we're seeing right now they're really leaning in hard for the culture piece they're really leaning in hard for training and uh, they're all open for um, adjusting their process in order to help their client achieve the results that they need and what a great finishing part of our interview here plan d is about adjusting your process having those difficult conversations at the beginning not when it's listed and everything was going to be lovely and then suddenly we're now having a very different conversation. I don't think that's fair on the owner, which is why, Chris, we've got you guest speaking at the Complete Salesperson course Brisbane this year. This is exactly your topic, the buyer and vendor management process. Uh, Chris, what will you be sharing in that event? 
I think we'll be able to discuss at more depth the culture piece and how we bring the team uh, collaboration model together because once you get that piece right, then you can really hone in on your skills with the vendors and with your your purchases. I think if you're in a good mindset, you're in a good place within your working environment, then the results of how you deliver to your clients just seem to come through a whole lot better. Absolutely fantastic. Chris Henry from River Realty, Hunter Valley, New South Wales. Chris, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to speaking to you in the future. Thanks, Lee. And that concludes another program. For those of you coming to the live event, the Complete Salesperson course, I will see you there. It is now touring around the country. And for anyone wishing to get started on the Realtair pitch, sign, or sell platform, Go to realtair.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.